You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and today I'm joined by Pastor David. Hello. And today we are talking the narrow road. Narrow road. Yes. Yes. Um, before we get started, how's it going? Uh, it's it's going well. Yeah. I mean, it's a it, it's one of those days where I mean, I'm doing stuff, but you don't really feel like you're getting anywhere. Sure. I, it's just you know. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. If I'm not checking things off my list, then it's not a good day. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't make a list. <laughs> I do, but it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it overwhelms me because it seems like you add like four things to yeah. every one you check off. And yeah. Well, sometimes I add stuff just so I can check it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have a snowstorm coming too. I heard apparently. that. I, heard I, I didn't realize this. Yeah. Thurs- Why? What is it with Thursdays? I don't know. I feel like they've all fallen on Thursdays. Yeah. Amy lately. was telling me about that because she was saying something about needing to go to Cedar Rapids to buy the girls new swimsuits because oh, i guess oh, they're going swimsuits. on a vacation with my sister oh nice. and yeah Lucky. And, yeah so i guess they're supposed to go thursday but she was telling me uh-huh yeah there's supposed to be a snowstorm that coming they might not happen yeah yep mm. i haven't even looked so i don't even know what yeah well i kind of watched something this morning and i think it looked like three to seven inches <laughs> but that's i mean it's always yeah. a guess yeah you know, <laughs> it's the only job where you can like never be right all the time and like yeah. still have a job. I always appreciate. Yeah. They, they tell you that and then we get ready for it and it's yeah. like an inch. Yeah. I'm not complaining at any right. age, Oh, but, no. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that the weather is very unpredictable and just certain little changes can yeah. impact it greatly. So yeah there's that this will be the one that's like 12 inches yeah, for us probably <laughs> i'd be fine with it shut us down for a couple of days i'm cool with okay. that. <laughs> i being snowed in is my favorite thing yeah yeah uh, that's one of the reasons I like winter because yeah. when you have about you can't go you anywhere yes and you don't feel closed. guilty about it exactly like nobody can look at you and be like well what are you doing it's yeah. like it's horrible out yeah you know yeah exactly so, so maybe if we get like a half inch i'll text and be like <laughs> not coming in <laughs> Uh, too funny. Roads look nasty. Oh, man. So, The Narrow Road, our yes. new series we just started um, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. has been very good, very um, convicting, <laughs> uh, very, I don't know, scary. <laughs> yeah, the first sermon was, yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like, you know, the passage of scripture you kind of focused on um, a couple weeks ago with, like, um, Jesus saying, like, that he's going to spit you out of his mouth. Mm. Like, I... That's the scariest passage ever, like in the whole entire Bible to me, yeah, because I yeah. do not want to be that person, yeah. you know, yeah. especially when you get into the, the language of that, yeah. that it's not spitting. It's like the better ter- terminology is like vomit. Ugh, like yeah. he's disgusted. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's scary to think about that. Yeah. So, so, um, I kind of want to hone in on the scariness a little okay. bit. Scary. Um, and I, I feel like right off the bat that Sunday mm. you mentioned, uh, like doing funerals for people because, you know, here at our church, we tend to do a lot of funerals for people that just have no church home, yep. uh, no church back background or connection typically. Um, and, and how people tend to make the comment like, Oh, well, I'm glad that this person they're with, 
their this other loved one that's yep. already passed and um or they're you know they're no longer suffering or things like that which we say those things because man they bring us comfort because mm-hmm. we don't know what's happening or where they're at necessarily yeah um and so I guess I kind of just want you to, to dig into that a little bit, just because that's something culturally we see it on Facebook when people are commenting. Um, we we hear it all the time. Um, and I, I mean, I think a lot of us experience that in our um, families and mm-hmm. friends where I know us personally, we have family that um, have grown up in church, like for the most part, mm-hmm. and who would acknowledge who God is and who, who Jesus is, but, um, he's not Lord of their life. Yeah. And so they're living otherwise. And so, um, I don't know if you could just kind of dive deeper into that, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) dive deeper into that. So, okay. It, it, It is hard. Um, as I alluded to it in during that sermon, it is extremely hard when you're, you're sitting across from family that are already, you know, they're hurting, there's grief, there's loss, there's all of those things. And, and I get it. Yes, we do want to make ourselves feel better and we want to feel comfort, comforted in that. And, um, it reminds me of, uh, you know, again, a, a, a statement made by another pastor I was listening to once that, that said, we live in a culture that makes the, the only requirement for a person to enter into heaven is they have to die. Meaning it's like, everybody's going mm-hmm. right. As soon as that, like, it's it when they pass. So you start hearing that they're in a better place or, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. And, and it's so, so hard, but it doesn't line up with what Jesus taught. Um, and that goes back to where we started with the series. It doesn't line up with Jesus saying about the narrow road and saying about the narrow gate and his terminology of saying many are on the path of destruction few you know and he makes that comparison so i I think as christians of course you know as anybody's listening to this you know i I just want to be clear that when i do a funeral going back to that example Mm -hmm. i don't ever sit there and and with a family and be well let me tell you you know i mean because there is there's being gracious, there's right. being caring, there's, you know, absolutely. But it, it's also taking the, the, I will never affirm that thought mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody says that, and I think as Christians, we need to realize that is, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean you have to go around it and, and we have to be telling every, you know, like that's not, but we got to be careful not to affirm it and, and to sure. solidify it in people. Uh, the other thing is I make sure when I do funerals to also try my best to present the gospel and at least Mm-hmm. somewhat of a way of like, don't miss out, choose this. Yeah. Right. Um, but Jesus is clear. And, and it goes back to, as we were talking about something and we were getting ready for this, I was looking up some stuff and this goes back to Romans, um, Romans chapter 10. And, and so I alluded to this on that when we started the series, Romans, the entirety of the book is amazing. The entirety of the book is basically Paul taking the gospel and mm-hmm. dissecting it and yeah intense detail yeah like it starts out with like this is sinful man and this is wrath of god and then Mm -hmm. he goes through you know jesus sacrifice and it comes to this moment in chapter 10 where he basically brings it all together and this is where he makes that proclamation where he says uh in chapter 10 he says if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved right and so (laughs) scripturally this lines up with Jesus where, you know, Jesus said things like, uh, I don't, I don't care how much you adore me. I don't care how much you like prop me up. Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. 
Make me Lord. Yeah. Right. I don't care if you speak well of me. I don't care. And, and I don't care if you're my mm-hmm. fan. I don't care if you celebrate me. I don't care if you, you know, Jesus laid it out very clearly. Obey me. Right. Like I am Lord of your life. Yeah. And I think people sometimes are like, they they fall into the camp where they're like, oh, but you don't want to be legalistic. and yeah, da, da, da. Well, But at the same time, like one of the ways God reveals himself is through his law and yeah. through his commands. And so yeah. they're very important. Yeah. And I agree. There's And that's the yeah. problem with the legal. I mean, I get it. Legalistic. And, yes. you know, we get very uh, minute details of do this, don't do that. Sure. But it's because you're, Jesus wants us to submit because of everything Paul talks about leading up to that moment in chapter 10, his sacrifice, his love for us, his devotion to us, his desire for us, his, his, you know, I want to give you freedom. Mm-hmm. Like when we understand who Jesus is, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think that's why he also connects it with confess him as Lord of your life because he, and believe that he raised from the dead. It's because he died for you, right? Mm-hmm. It's the people that get all this. I don't want to follow the rules. You don't understand who Jesus is then. Mm -hmm. You have a misconception of who Jesus is in the first place. Um, Scripture is not to submit, you know, in a a negative way. It's submitting because, oh, I want to, you know. And then that goes back to that. Again, scripturally, it's the comparison of the marriage, right? Mm -hmm. I want to submit to my wife because I love her. You know, Mm -hmm. I want, you know, I want to submit to that relationship because, of my love for her and her love for me, not because I have to. Yeah. Not out of obligation. Yeah. So, it, yeah. so if you see Christianity and I've, I've struggled with that too, but when mm-hmm. you see Christianity as a have tos, it's because we're losing sight of the beauty of who God yeah. is. Yeah. And, and we're looking more at a religion than mm-hmm. the beauty of who he is, what he's done and all of that. I always think how so. genius God is in the way he uses marriage Mm -hmm. to reflect back you know and then the same with the church too like genius i mean obviously well i mean i hope so (laughs) but it just never ceases to amaze me i I just love it but i I think when i was looking at my you know just kind of writing notes for myself as i was looking at the kind of that question is (sighs) scripturally there's so there's it's so clear but we try to change what it means. Mm-hmm. So again, thinking about this, it's, you know, if you love me, obey me. But then, you know, Paul says in Galatians, I have been crucified with Christ. and It is no longer I who live, but he who lives in me. You know, mm-hmm. but we try to like, well, what does that really mean? It's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. It's like there's, a, and then, but Jesus even said, I mean, this is going on, pick up your cross, follow me, deny yeah. yourself. But we try to lessen what that means. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the beauty of when we started this series, that's Jesus telling you better count the cost. Mm-hmm. I mean, he taught that, but mm-hmm. we don't want to focus on, we want to make it simple and easy and make it this, you know, mm-hmm. yep, I believe I'm right. good. It's like, right. but there's more to it than that. Yeah. There's so much more to it than that. So. Mm-hmm. So I know like you would say if someone's like, is this person saved? You'd say that's above my pay grade. That's, but yeah, it's, I, it's not for me to say. <laughs> but I would say if a person who acknowledges Jesus mm-hmm. and what he's done, but you don't see any fruit in their life, mm-hmm. that they're you know even trying to um, submit to the way God's called us to live, mm-hmm. um, would you say they're saved? Uh, no, I wouldn't. 
Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to base that off Jesus's teaching mm-hmm. in that same part of the narrow road where he talks about, you'll be recognized by your fruit. Yep. And, and so if you're not, if we're not seeing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of a desire for the glory of God and a desire for Christ and a desire mm-hmm. to grow in that. Um, but we're just see somebody that proclaims faith like, Oh yeah, I believe, right. but there's nothing there. Right. I'm going to base that on Jesus's teaching. And so now what I look at, what I look at them and say, you're not a Christian. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I, I would challenge, like if we ever had the conversation, I would challenge very, you know, like what makes you think, like right. what assurances do you have, you know, of, of this? Um, and, and unfortunately we just live in a culture where so many people have grown up with false um, ideas of what of what salvation yeah. like I got salvation because I was confirmed yeah. I got salvation I because prayer. I said this prayer yeah. or I said you know and I, and I say that or again I was baptized not uh, not trying to condemn or, or like because I've struggled with this mm-hmm. a lot in my life I've said the sinner's prayer many times Samesies. okay like there <laughs> were so many times that I was just like okay God I'm gonna do it again yeah. like I just make sure it sticks yeah and and it, it's there's there's no there's nothing in scripture mm-hmm. that creates this idea of, of a sinner's prayer. Yeah. Right? There it's, it's salvation. Not formulaic yes. like that. Yes. Right. It's not this repeat after me. Yeah. Again, not saying that God can't save a person through a moment like that. So sure. that's not making anybody deny their salvation. Be, right. But your salvation was found in submission. It was found in, it's an act of the will mm-hmm. to I'm giving myself to you and yeah. I'm receiving from you. It's not just some yeah. words. There's yeah. a book that I've wanted to read, but I just have never read it for whatever reason. But it's a J.D. Greer book, and I think it's like it's called um, like "Stop Asking Jesus into Your Heart" or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Because you know we do that because he talks about how many altar calls he responded to, you know, yeah. growing up and stuff. Um, okay, so I mean, you kind of already said this with answering the last question, but how do we make sure? That we are not these people that are deceived when we uh, mm-hmm. when we die. Okay, um, that's a very hard question. <laughs> when I read that, I'm like, oh my goodness, I know. that's a hard I know. question. And again, so, it's not formulaic. Yeah. Or th- there's not certain steps that we take necessarily. Yeah. But so here were some of the thoughts that came to mind. Uh, first, everybody that's listening, man, it, we need to be serious about this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and what I mean by that is scripture tells us to be alert and sober minded, to be watchful. Um, and, and I say that because there's a lot of people who claim faith. And again, I'm not denying your faith, but I want you to hear this. There just, it just seems like there's this growing element in Christianity, especially in Western culture where people are apathetic and they're complacent. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, I'm just going to say it, we are lazy yeah. when it comes to faith. Like we claim it, but it means nothing, mm-hmm. right? It, it's there, There's no seriousness to it. Mm-hmm. it. It's almost like many people claim a faith and they feel like I got my entrance into eternity. I'm going to set that in the cl- into the drawer until yep. I need it. Right. And, and then this is where we see people pull it out when, oh, life's going in a bad direction. I'm going to mm-hmm. pull that out. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it gets better and I feel comfortable, I'm going to yeah. put it back away. Right. But it's even seriousness in, you know, those that are faithful in being part of the church and, and, and chasing after that. Be alert and watchful. Mm-hmm. Don't allow yourself to be complacent. You know, um, 
so right now there's nothing that I'm going to say that's going to give anybody like, oh, I have um, confidence in my faith uh, or my salvation because that can't come from you and that can't come from other people. That comes from God. Yeah. So that's another thing where I say be serious is mm -hmm. it's like if you're struggling and questioning your faith, mm -hmm. come talk to me. Great. But the main question, the okay, first thing you need to talk to is God. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> You need to talk to God because scripture says he's the one that gives those assurances. Yeah. Right. So if you're, that's my number one yeah. is just be serious about it. Um, the, the, another big thing is how do you know not to be deceived? Uh, know the word and live the word. Mm. Right. Mm. If, if, if you don't want to be deceived, then you better be seeking the truth yep. constantly. So, yeah. and you're not going to do that unless you're serious. Mm -hmm. Right. So know the word, live the word be in the Bible, be studying it, be, be seeking to know as much as you can because God will speak through that. And deception can't come when truth is, mm -hmm. you know, in your life. Um, the other thing that I was thinking of is deception comes from the heart. So scripture tells us to guard our hearts. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 4, uh, I think it's 423, talks about guarding the heart. Mm -hmm. um, because as soon as you start feeling deception comes through, I hate to say it this way because but we are so selfish. Uh, yeah. Right. So all the time when we start, when we start seeing our faith being more about us, mm -hmm. I would take a time out and say, wait a minute, time out. Yeah. Because our faith is about him. Mm -hmm. and, and so when you start making it about us, we need mm -hmm. to watch our heart because that's where pride comes in and sure. it's all about me and it's about my comfort and it's about what I want and it's about the, what, you know, um, so we need to do that. Another great way to keep from deception, uh, make sure we have those right relationships, mm -hmm. be connected to other Christians that can call us out, uh, challenge us, um, yes. that can say things like, Hey, your life doesn't seem like it's in line mm -hmm. with God's word. Um, these are all, it's not just pick one of these. These are all right. encompassing. Right. Yep. Um, and, and then the, the number one for me that I think is and most important listen to those people. Yeah. Let's yeah, Well, yeah. You know, you'd, yeah. You'd hope. If you're going to trust them to ask them to do that, then yeah, listen. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest one, and this is a prayer that I think as Christians, we should pray constantly mm -hmm. and not just a one time thing. Um, consistently pray David's prayer of humility before God and saying, search me, God, and know my heart. Mm -hmm. Show me any wicked way that's in me. That's good. Right. It's praying that prayer constantly before God to say, yeah. I am a creature that is constantly able to be deceived. Yeah. Search my heart, God, and show me. So there's a humility before God, like mm -hmm. constantly. Like, search my heart, God. Show me deception. Show sure. me where I'm, you know, so. Is it, that's encouraging. And that's a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it normal for people to have a healthy fear when it comes to this, though? Because, Like, is that is that healthy? Because, I mean, 99.9% .9 of the time, I feel very secure in my salvation mm -hmm. because, like, I'm growing. Like, I'm excited to be in the Word. Like, mm -hmm. I try to live it out. I don't always do it successfully. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I suck. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I'm selfish. I'm a sinner. And I mess up and do things I shouldn't do. Like, that's just, you know, being a human. So I think then the fear creeps yeah. in like, oh, maybe I'm not, you know. So, I think there should be that. We're called yeah, to fear God. Is that God. good? <laughs> I think so. I think I think we're called to fear God. If yeah. fear God, if if our salvation now, see this is where it gets weird because we want to make God approachable. Mm -hmm. But Scripture tells us He is not approachable. Right. He and is a consuming of, fear. Fire. Of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Exactly. <laughs> and and so there should be that healthy fear, not in the fear. And this is where it comes down: like God is going to strike me right. dead. Right. But it, there should be that fear of God should never be seen as he's my buddy. 
Right. He's my pal. Like he's the, you know, like, my homeboy. yeah, we oh, should never, that. we should never get complacent <laughs> with God. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like, um, I'll give you an example because I don't know how other parents do this, but, mm-hmm. uh, I'll use my kids as an example and they okay. don't listen to this, so they're not going to get mad at me. <laughs> but as they, I don't, as they're getting older, um, one of them, I won't say who it is. <laughs> she doesn't do it often, but when she gets, gets that kind of little snotty attitude of not, she's playful with it. But if she ever calls me by my name mm-hmm. or if she ever calls Amy by her name, like we stop that instantly. Like, no, like that. No, like you are not going to, is like, that is not my position in your life that you're going to like. And so that's kind of what I mean with God is we can kind of sometimes treat God like we're bringing him down to our level, yep. but we have to keep that holy fear of even in our salvation, man, he is still almighty God consuming fire that yep. we are called to fear and respect and, and to, and, and so I think that prayer is just acknowledging that I am a created being that is I mean, Adam and Eve were deceived and they were in perfection. Right. I guess that's encouraging. Yeah. I mean, so if they were in perfection <laughs> yeah. and could still be deceived, yeah. then we better understand, like, I'm not in perfection mm-hmm. and I can be, of course I can be right. deceived. Not that that's an excuse to be worse. <laughs> no, oh, by no means. But yeah. That yeah. just makes it, I need to rely on him even more. Yes. And that's why I think that's an awesome prayer. And I think we shun that prayer sometimes because we don't like this word wickedness. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not wicked. Like, mm-hmm. again, we're trying to but defend ourselves. But we are. Yeah. Wickedness is anything that's against the truth of God. Yeah. So even if it's just the smallest thing that it's against, the tr- that's wickedness. Yep. So don't look at the word and try to defend yourself. Like, I'm not sure. wicked. Yeah, I don't need to pray that. We all are people. <laughs> so, and it's just being humble. Yes. Just being humble before God. Okay. So that's I the, like that. I like that. Uh, where's that at? Psalms off the top of my head. No, it's like Psalms one thirty nine. Okay. Well, or you, we like can that. research after, and I'll add it to the show notes. Okay. Because I think because that's that's helpful. I think that will be something I will do. Okay, so let's um, transition over to this past Sunday here. Um, with talking about authority, I have to interrupt. Okay, no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. Psalms one thirty nine. Okay, uh, is that all oh, it versus, is? Yeah. Uh, it's the 23 and 24. Okay. So. Yep. Nice. Anyways. Nice. Good job. <laughs> I just like it when I could, you know, because I know where yes, it's, yeah. but to actually be able to, yeah. It's yeah. That I'm chapter. not always great about knowing where stuff is. Like I can, I remember and then I'm like, oh, but where was that? Yeah. You know? Um, so we talked about authority uh-huh. and Jesus's authority over us. Yep. Um, what does... Jesus's authority mean practically in our lives? Like, what does that look like? There's a lot of ways I, I think we can talk about that, but I'll, I'll come down to this one um, particularly, and, and it's ultimately asking this question on a daily basis. Who are we living for? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when you wake up in the morning, um, who are you living for? Mm-hmm. Who... who I don't it, like this question, David. Well, I know because it's hard. Uh, it's ouch. <laughs> it is. And, and it's, you know, so, you know, like when you wake up in the morning and you're going to your job, are, are you sitting there saying, I'm in that job because God put me there mm-hmm. and, and I'm not there just earning a paycheck like mm-hmm. that. He put me there. 
Like I'm living for him in this. Sure. I'm living for him and how I lead my family or raise my kids. I'm living mm-hmm. for him. And a big one for me, and this is for me, and I don't do well at this, but I'm convicted of it often, is how much do I involve God in my decision making mm-hmm. in life? Mm-hmm. Um, again, if, if, I'm, if he's the master and I'm the servant, mm-hmm. you know, so think about big decisions that we make. Sure. Um, is God involved in that? Or do we just make whatever decisions we want to make? Right. So in our own personal life, like Amy, it was, it was great. Amy was actually saying this last night. We were, as she's finishing up her schooling, and we've been talking about, you know, like where she's going to apply and different positions that are open and, and, and stuff like that. She just made this really quick comment about an opportunity that's in front of her where she didn't know if it was what God wanted. And she made mm-hmm. the comment. She's like, I've been praying about this. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like he keeps pushing in this direction. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. So right now, think about our lives. How often do we, Mm -hmm. God, do I take this job? Do I not take this job? God, do I buy this house? Do I not buy this house? Mm -hmm. God, do I buy this big purchase? Do I spend my money this way? God, how about this one? God, do you want me to, see, this is going to sound really weird because people, how, I've never done this, but he's been Mm -hmm. convicting me. God, do you want me to go on this vacation? Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, like God, I I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to vacations. I'm not downplaying that at all. Yep. But just think about these big decisions that we make that take chunks of our lives, chunks of our money, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And do we sit there and say, God, do you want me to do that? Yeah. Like, is that where you're leading me? Right. Well, you and know? I think sometimes the sanctification happens in just the, not necessarily even what decision you make, but like the fact that you're trusting God and mm-hmm. relying on him in that decision and yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and also, uh, and okay, so I do want to, this is the legalistic part. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to think that we need to be people that's like, all right, God, should I eat this granola bar? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. what, you know, because we can get, yeah. you can get really, like, eat the granola bar, Malia. Yeah, you can get really wonky in, in, yeah. in that. But that's why I'm saying let's start with the big pictures mm-hmm. in life. Like, what is our, are we, are we seeking God to say, is this fit in the direction that you want me to go? Yeah. Right? Um, and just trusting him in that, you know, I, I remember very, this, this will always be stuck in my head is I remember when we were doing youth ministry, we had somebody that was out of our youth ministry. So they were starting their life and they went and bought this car mm-hmm. that was like outrageous car payments. And I remember looking at him and I'm like, why did you do that? And I, and I was talking to him like, did you even pray about this? Mm-hmm. And they were just like, no. I just took, you know, my attitude is this. I just went and did it, and now I'm going to trust God to let me keep it. Oh. Like, God's going to help me pay for it. And it's like... I don't know if it works that way. Yeah. Maybe you should have, you know... Yeah. Because how many of us can look back on life and, like, we made decisions. It's like we're oh, still yeah. paying for consequences of that. Yep. Should I be in this relationship? Mm-hmm. Should this be the marriage that mm-hmm. I'm in? Should this be... We mm-hmm. make decisions. Again, remember, the heart can be deceit, you know. Yep. Oh, I'm, my life's going to be better if I do this. Yep. But God is the master. Mm-hmm. God and my impatience and all of the, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember hearing of a business person that was extremely successful, and he was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And he would never enter into any business deal unless until he fasted and prayed for mm-hmm. a good three to five days. Mm-hmm. Like that's he. Would, anytime somebody come and be like, "Hey, make this," and you know how we we live in a world, mm-hmm. you're going to miss the opportunity. And his attitude was, "If I miss the opportunity, then it wasn't meant for God because I don't make any decision except." Yeah. I seek him for at least three to five days That's good. in prayer and fasting really before good. I invest my money anywhere. Fasting is a lost discipline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So 
It's hard. <laughs> yeah. So when you think about the authority of God, I just that would be my first question is to ask yourself, uh, who ultimately is the authority in your life? Who are you living for? How often do you seek God in the decisions that you make? Yeah. Because um, it kind of starts there. If you're not seeking his direction, then yeah, the other stuff can't fall underneath that either. No, that makes sense. So the other thing I wanted you to um, dive a little deeper into was um, the statement you made about, well, I'm sure you said it more than once, but like about the purpose of our life um, being like to under, be his authority. under his authority. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that one, I'll just, let's just support it with scripture because mm -hmm. um, that's the most important place. So when you think about this, so Isaiah 43, seven tells us that we were created for his glory. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the reason he created us. Ephesians 2.10 says we were created for good works that he prepared for us in advance. Mm -hmm. Right. Again, this is all based on him. It's not yep. about his authority. Mm -hmm. He created me for his glory, for his purpose, you know, and, mm -hmm. and for his works. Colossians 1.16 says that we were created for him. Right. That's the, you know, mm -hmm. we were created in Christ Jesus through him and for, for him. him. Yeah. And then Ecclesiastes, I think, is the best. So when we're talking about all this about authority, mm -hmm. Read Ecclesiastes, mm -hmm. because here's the richest, most powerful man that probably ever existed. Yep. And he's Done like, jack things up. yep. And he's basically, <laughs> he's basically saying, I took the responsibility uh -huh. and he's the wisest person that mm -hmm. ever lived. He's basically like, God gave me all these resources. I'm going to figure out the meaning of life mm -hmm. and I'm going to do everything. And basically it's his test, you know, like, yeah. let me tell you what I did. I got all the women I wanted. I built all the stuff I wanted. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, he basically says, anything I desired, I took. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's nothing that we can say, like, that we can do in life that can top Solomon. Right. Like, he did it all. Right. And he concludes it with this, and I love how he says it. This is Ecclesiastes 12. Uh, at the end of the book, he says, this is the end of the matter. So he's mm -hmm. summing it all up. Fear God and keep his commandments, mm. for this is the whole duty of man. Nice. Yep. Th that's what he said. Yep. This, obey his commandments. Fear God. Mm -hmm. Obey his commandments. Be under his authority. Yeah. That's why that's you were perfect. created. That's perfect. Yep. So, um, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's, we were created for, and that's why I'm yep. saying, that's why I think why we struggle so much in life. And I'm not saying there's not struggles when we're even under his authority because mm -hmm. we live in a fallen, messed up world. But I think a lot of times, a lot of the struggles we have is because that's when we're not living as authority because we're not living out the purpose we were yep. created for. And that's where it gets, Absolutely, the struggle comes. Yeah. Um, well, and we see it all the time because didn't we even show a clip once during church about, it was like a Tom Brady clip or something where like mm -hmm. people who have a ton of money and a ton of fame and power or whatever, and how they still feel like this is it. Mm -hmm. Like there, you know, there's not more to this. Like, yeah. yeah. The, one of the images that came to my head as I was preparing that sermon was, okay, I am not a handyman at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have tools. You have, so any of the men listening that you go into there and they just have every tool you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. That's not me. <laughs> so when I have a job to do, I look at the limited tools I have and I go, which one of those can I try to like Jerry rig <laughs> to do the work that you I need to do? Scott sound very similar. Right. So, so there's many times you'll see me doing things like mm -hmm. that. You're, if you were, if you know what you're doing, you're going to walk in and be like, that's not used for that. Yeah. Like, you know, and I was like, I got this. Um, but that's what I was thinking about when you think about when we live outside the authority of God. Yeah. It's like we're doing something we were never meant to do. Mm -hmm. And think about how much harder it is, uh, how how easy it is to break things. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I've done – and then it's a job that should have taken two minutes takes me four hours, mm -hmm. right, if I would have done what it was created to right. do. Right, right. And that's us, 
if we lived the way we were created to live, I think it would flow a whole lot easier than many of the ways that we experience life, you know? Um, so, but yeah, I think Solomon fear God, keep his commandments. Perfect. That's the whole duty of man. Perfect. I think that's a great way to end too. Okay. All right. Well, where are we going this week? Just briefly. So this week we're going to be talking about Christianity and the adventure of Christianity. Hopefully this will be a little bit more. I mean, it's going to be challenging, (laughs) but it should, Christianity should be seen not as this mundane thing. Right. It's an adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Mm -hmm. There should be excitement on the narrow road. There should be like optimism of like what is possible. We are following the God of the universe. That should not be an ordinary Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about. Cool. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys Sunday and thanks for listening.